Hello and welcome in to week three of the fall 2022 curriculum podcast. My name is Landon. I'm here with my friend Aubrey. Hey, what's up guys? And we are continuing to work through the Sermon on the Mount. We are just at the the front end of things, uh, continuing to work through the Beatitudes. But Aubrey, I'm going to let you uh, just give us a little recap of last week and set us up for what we're diving into this week. Yeah, so last week our boy Mike Donahue had week two, um, and the title of that in curriculum was Developing Spiritual Character. So really just the beginning of the Beatitudes. And then this week we'll just be moving right along with Matthew 5, 7 through 16. And Jesus is talking about mercy, he's talking about peacemaking and being the salt of the earth. Love it. Yeah, I think these are like just super important, like a super important part of the Sermon on the Mount because he's like laying out kind of the groundwork for the rest of what he has to say. So let's dive in. Uh, As you were spending time with these few verses, what really jumped out to you? What got you excited? What do you feel like students um, really need to hear out of this? Yeah, I love that Jesus is talking on peacemaking here. That's something I just like really clung to Um, because I think it's easy for us to fall into this mindset that peace is like this apathetic thing where, um, you Mm. know, we, we don't give much effort and we just like leave something be. But really, the Greek word for peacemaker, I'm sorry to my seminary peeps if I abuse this, but uh, is irene opios, which means that um, it is one who is actively trying to reconcile people to God and to one another. So peace is an active thing. It's not, um, you know, like I said, this apathetic or pushover type of mindset that I think it can be easy just, you know, with human nature to fall into. Um, or seeing pieces that. And I think this is just really important because I see in my own life so many friendships and um, relationships of, you know, people I know, they'll be like, oh, like I tried this one thing and it didn't work out. So, you know, we're at peace now. And I'm like, well, I don't know if that is peace, you know, it should be an active thing. And so I think just in our own relationships and friendships and whatnot, it's really to really important to keep in mind that peace is active. Yeah, I like that. And even that that's like the identifier, it says like, for they will be called children of God. And so that, you know, to the extent that we fight for peace is the extent to which we can be seen as the children of God. I'm interested a little bit more if you want to maybe unpack that of just experiences that you've seen of maybe like, I don't know, like a a proactive piece and then like a reactive piece and maybe the difference. Mm. Yeah, I think that... um just in my own life, I my flesh definitely has the proclivity to be a little more on the pushover side of things. Yeah. Um, and so I think growing up um, with friendships, I was like, oh, like we're having conflict. This is a bad thing. When in reality, it's good to work through those things and it's good to um, actually sit down and obviously have conversations about like how to reconcile um not only with each other, but to the Lord, like we should be fighting for those things. And so I think keeping in mind beforehand um, in your own life and thinking like, okay, do I tend to fall more on that side of like just giving up and being like, okay, like I tried everything I did or could, even though in reality you probably didn't or realizing, okay, I have the tendency to be a little too combative. um, And what does it look like for me to have grace Um, with those that I'm having conflict with, I think is really important. Yeah. And I think that there's maybe a a stereotype out there that like Christians should be pushovers Mm -hmm. um, and that even we are supposed to be like conflict averse Mm -hmm. when really like conflict can be a formative thing if we're willing to like work through it in a Christ-like manner. Mm -hmm. That's cool. 
so as you were reading this, obviously, uh, John Stott is writing to a much more broad audience, but we're wanting to kind of tie this in uh, to the college experience. So what would you say, how would, does this portion of the Sermon on the Mount connect to campus? Yeah, I think uh, one of the biggest things I took away as far as just campus and college students' lives go um, is the salt of the earth piece, I think, um, is just really crucial because when we think about salt, like salt is an ordinary thing, but it's meant to change the flavor of something. It's meant to serve as a contrast to what, you know, that thing tasted like before. And so Jesus's illustration of salt of the earth in this way, um, relates to us because we should be changing the world through Christ. Like we should want to share the good news and share the gospel, um, to those who are around. And when I think about a college campus, I'm like, that is one time in your life where you're around so many different types of people. Yeah. Um, and your life may not look like that, you know, moving forward after college, you know? And so I think that we have such a cool opportunity on campus to reach so many different, um, types of people. And, you know, we shouldn't waste that opportunity. Um, since the Lord has so divinely placed each college student on each campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I even think some of the passivity that we were talking about with peacemaking can even kind of play out here where we think that we don't want to be salty or we don't want to put the lamp, you know, on on a you know on a stand so it can give light to everyone around it. We want to, well, I don't want to like offend anybody with like yeah. um, with my beliefs or like with uh, the gospel when really I think that part of the invitation here is to, I don't know, just fully like, I don't know, be proud of who we are and stand firm in that and be willing to to share. Yeah. So yeah. That's cool. Um, as we dive into discussion this week, are there any things, any potential red flags uh, that we need to kind of maybe avoid in conversation? Yeah. One that I thought about um, that could maybe occur. Uh, so verse 16 says, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. Um so this doesn't mean that we should do good deeds in order to gain notoriety from those around us. Um, and Jesus even warns against that exact thing later in Matthew 6, 1, which says, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your father who is in heaven. So I think that balance of like, yes, like, Obviously, we should be living our lives for the Lord, but if you're doing, if you're trying to do something righteous um, or pleasing to the Lord by trying to please people first, like that just doesn't work. So um, I think that, you know, steering clear of that mindset of like, oh, well, I'm just going to do good deeds just to um, look a certain way or um, feel better about myself is um, that can be a really dangerous place to be. Yeah, for sure. I even think about how, like, on the front end, Jesus just says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Like there's nothing that we've necessarily done to earn that mm-hmm. of our own volition. It's kind of an identity that he's spoken over us and we're not earning that in any way by our own deeds. It's more of a, like a who we are type of thing than what we're, what we're doing for yeah. God. Yeah. That's good. Um, one thing you mentioned before we even turned on the mics was you wanted to hit on mercy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically that first verse, verse seven, where it says, blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy. Um, I don't know if mercy is like a concept that we maybe have a good grasp on, but as you were kind of reading through that and unpacking maybe a little bit of what Stott had to say there, um, Mm -hmm. what stood out and maybe what speaks to to students there? Yeah. I think that, um, you know, we have to note that 
we have first received mercy. I, I think that it can be hard or pretty much impossible to um, show mercy to others if we don't realize that first. So the difference between mercy and grace, I think, is important to note that um, mercy is like withholding punishment or for forgiveness and grace is unmerited favor. Um, and so when we think about mercy, like we think about, okay, like I deserve some kind of punishment um, or I have done something that um, like requires forgiveness or else I will be in this place that I can't get out of. And so yeah. um, I think that's even important to note um, just the context there of like what mercy actually means. Cause I think that's a phrase that we throw around a lot, but um, sometimes we get it confused with grace or we get it confused with other things. Yeah, that's good. Um, cool. So as we move out of this week uh, into the rest of the Sermon on the Mount, what are maybe some key takeaways or maybe practical applications out of this portion of the Sermon on the Mount? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a pretty self-explanatory scripture, like practicing true peacemaking um, with those around you and knowing what that actually looks like and um, looking at how even Jesus does that um, throughout scripture, practicing mercy um, because we have first been shown mercy by the Lord and going and being salt of the earth. Um, yeah, I think that every single part of this can and should be applied on campus and just in our, our own personal lives as well. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, well, Aubrey, thank you so much for the, the time that you spent with us, just unpacking uh, this a little bit more for us. And we hope that you guys have some great conversations in group this week. And we will see you back next time for week four of the podcast. Yeah.